On this episode of Resi Week, Crestron is back at Cedia Expo, takeover job opportunities, and the eco impact of smart home. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week episode 223, Blame the Technology. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Blackwire Designs, the go-to distributor for the CI industry with an extensive product lineup backed by unmatched sales and system support. Anytime dealers need it, even after hours or on the weekend. Hey, welcome to Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for avnation.tv. And this week, I am pleased to be joined by uh, Tom Devine. He is the marketing director of AV Pro Edge. How are you, sir? Oh, doing great. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Then we have Bob Archer. He is the senior editor of CE Pro. How are you, sir? Pretty soft, Matt. Pretty good. And last but certainly not least, we have a good friend coming all the way to us from the other side of the globe, Bruno Napoli. He is the business development manager at Blue Light Concepts. How are you, sir? I'm very good. And thank you for having me again. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. It's always fun to get everybody together. All right, gentlemen, let's kick this off with a, uh, we've, got a we've got a full slate today. Uh, but first, I want to uh, just give a quick note to uh, Steve Durkee. He has been named the new president of Lagrand AV. If you don't know Steve, he's been uh, in the business for quite a long time. Uh, specifically, he joined uh, essentially the company in 2004 uh, with uh, chief manufacturing before it was part of Milestone and then obviously part of Lagrand AV. So he has been in this business for quite a while, most recently as the senior vice president and general manager of commercial AV. So we want to say congratulations to him. Uh, I know Tim has an interview uh, with Steve that uh, should be live on our site. So go check that out if you want to learn more about that or read the great article from uh, CE Pro and Bob Archer. Uh, you can get set on CE Pro. So gentlemen, let's jump into uh, a topic that kind of hit the news cycle last week and brought a lot of conversation back into the game. Crestron is going to return to Cedia Expo 2020, spotlighting Crestron Home. This comes to us from Residential Tech Today. If you somehow missed this announcement, one, it's a big deal because Crestron is coming back to Expo after a five-year hiatus. Uh, in that time, they started their own uh, summits on both both the east and the west coast of the u.s and invited all of their pared down dealership uh group to come to that i got a smile from tom for that one um they are uh, as we said coming back to expo they are looking forward to uh continuing to promote and, and talk about crestron home and bring a little bit of kind of their isc booth uh and, and that style into expo so that is very exciting but of course you can't talk about Expo without talking about the potential that it doesn't go this year. So, Tom, I want to start with you. What does this mean to the kind of the channel that Crestron's back? They, they are, uh, as you know, working both ISC and Infocom and the, the Cedia shows. When you walk into those, those trade shows, 
usually you see, see big blue. It's kind of that big ominous booth. What does it mean for Expo? What does it mean for the industry to see such a, you know, such a big player um, come back and, 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 you know, commit to the show again this year? Well, I think it's, a, I think it's an exciting move um, for the channel. Um, that means that we have a, a company as big as Crestron, one of the big trons. They are moving it back to residential, which they've been before. I mean, there's plenty of residential dealers that have been installing Crestron, but for them to put the emphasis on it, it means that there is potential in our sector right now for growth. They see how many companies are doing really well, being able to really get their um, hooks in the residential, and they can they can see that part of their market share moving away from them. And I think as they have tried to, as Control Four has really pressed Crestron to to really change, almost to become. Um, more of a control for like application where you're picking things. It's a little less programming. Well, that, that, that entails them to me to move perfectly into this residential field where integrators are going to be able to, you know, be, get used to this new system they're doing where maybe a full um, having a full Crestron programmer on staff isn't always possible from uh, residential um, integrators before, you know, with this, with their new product, it probably, it's going to be easier. So I think it's, I think it's positive for the, um, for our sector, as in it's showing that there is a lot of potential here. And that means it's not a lot of potential just for crush on, but for every other manufacturer and all of the integrators and, you know, all of our installers and our designers, you know, that means we can get all get more jobs, which is, which is good. And it's cool to see those guys come in and uh, join the ranks of the residential market. Yeah, I agree with that. Bob, let me come to come to you on this. We've talked about this in the past. We, we covered, I know, I know we did, I know you did. Uh, I think we talked about it together about kind of the cull that happened, if you will, um, a couple of years ago where they, they really pared down their residential dealers. Does this speak to a, a, a commitment to new growth? Does this speak to a, you know, a, a very rose-colored outlook? of going into, you know, 20, you know, the end of 2020 and, uh, or the start of 2021 for crush on that. They're looking at this saying, <clears throat> we have our dealer base, but we see our dealer base expanding. Is that, am I reading too much between the lines? No, no, I think you're right. I think Crestron looks at the, at the market and says it's a new era in home control, home automation, and uh, we're poised to take advantage of it. They, they have a robust line of lighting and shades, you know, they can take advantage of the smart home, um, and these new opportunities with circadian lighting and all of these other amenities that homeowners are really starting to look for now. And I think they probably didn't have this in mind, but if you look at their commercial product line, they have products like the Mercury and some of those other products that as we come out of this and business is redefined and how we communicate, they'll probably have an advantage over all these other companies integrating those commercial products into their resi product line. Yeah, very true. All right, Bruno, let's, let's kind of wrap this one up and, and I'd be remiss if we talked about anything with CD Expo uh, and not bring up kind of the elephant of the room of, is this going to go? Is this a, it's a big story in the sense that Crestron is committing to, you know, they're taking space, et cetera, et cetera. But that show is in September. We're seeing, I, I know someone posted that there's a, 
I think a Munich beer festival in October, that's already been postponed. Uh, Emerald postponed everything up until the end of July. Am I right on that, Bob? I believe so. Um, so we're, we're, we're talking about this as if it's happening. Um, and obviously they've committed to it, but seeing, seeing what's going on from the other side of the world as, as you are, is this something that you think is going to happen or is this a lot of talk about them coming back, which is great. We're not downplaying that, but if they come back to a show that it doesn't happen this year, that's not that big of a deal yet. <laughs> you know what? If they, if they do not come back this year, I mean, we can see that they want to come back. So they will probably come back the year after, you know, for me, it's not, for me, it's not a big, a big problem. Okay. It's not all, all the show in the world are going to be postponed. You even have in light in building light plus building is one of the biggest light show in the world. It's, it's every two years. And they just had an announcement a few days ago saying that they're going to postpone for, for next year. So I'm not sure Cydia uh, will happen uh, this year. Nevertheless, Crestron sent a, a big message to the industry saying we're going to be back. And if it's not this year, it's going to be next year. So this year or another year, it's not the big the, 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 the topic. The topic is they are coming back and they send us a big, bright and clear message. Yeah, very good. I, I do like, and just before we move on, I, I love the, the quote in here that, you know, John Clancy says that they're, they're getting all kinds of, of interest in this. And, and this is a great opportunity to get people to, you know, kick tires and, and see the product where they otherwise might not. But it does also say, he also says that they're not trying to sign a thousand new dealers. So it'll be very interesting to see, uh, you know, if this show goes, which I'm on the fence of, I, I really hope it does. Um, it'll be very interesting to see what their dealer base looks like coming out of this show. So that'll be very intriguing. All right, gentlemen, let's move on to our next story of the day. This comes to us from uh, Residential Systems and Mr. Todd Anthony Puma, good friend of the show. Five system design criteria for a successful takeover. Uh, read through the article. He covers a lot of really good points, but specifically he's talking about how you know, not every job is that that 10,000 square foot new construction, easy peasy, go wire the heck, do whatever you want because it's all open and you have free reign. He's talking about a lot of the opportunity to come in and uh, essentially take over or upgrade an existing system or, or, or fix a system that has been uh, maybe not done as well as one would like. Uh, the couple things he talks about as far as the five key steps are conducting initial walkthroughs, performing system review and design, review that design with the customer, then review the proposal. And then finally, and, and I would argue most importantly, do exactly what you said you were going to do. So Robert, let me, let me start with you on this. The one kind of first takeaway I had from this after, after reading this article through a couple of times was, does this really vary? Does this differ that much from the normal way that you would approach a system? I, I don't, it shouldn't, but maybe it does for some dealers. Um, you, you know, I think the only thing that I would probably throw in there, and I'm not a dealer, I don't pretend to be one, is that um, you have to also expect the unexpected in all of this. And um, I think as long as you cover your bases, um, 
you should be able to do a lot, a lot of this type of takeover work, particularly like for Todd, who's based in, in the New York City area. But I think anybody in a large metropolitan area, you know, you're probably going forward going to have a lot of work like this. So you need to build in some criteria for yourself in order, order to remain profitable. Yeah, very good. Bruno, you've, you've been around this business for, for a minute or two. When you start looking at this and, and specifically that takeover side, right? You're walking into somebody else's system, somebody else's design, somebody else's wiring platform, you know, how do you go into this and how do you set yourself up to take it over knowing that you don't know what's behind the walls? You don't know what is there and you're probably not going to open it up completely. It, it always reminds me of that. You know, all you have to do is watch HGTV for a minute and every scripted show, they walk in with these grand plans of a renovation and then it cuts to a commercial break just when they open a wall and go, there's a pipe in the middle. How do you go into these kind of things not knowing exactly what's behind the walls and not at the end lose your shirt? <laughs> Um, I think Todd uh, say something quite clever in the article. He said that ask the client to show you how it works because you, you cannot really trust the client. You know, the client will not really tell you always the truth. Client always playing a little game with you also sometime. Um, this is why you should ask them. And this is very clever. What Todd uh, say is he said, ask the client to show you everything. And that's a first way, uh, a first way to know what is working and what is not working. And, and then it's a good way also to note on a paper, okay, that day you told me that you, we saw together that this was working and this was not working. So it's, it's a very good start to make a tour and test every single uh, feature of the home with the client. For me, that would be a, a first very important step. The tool with the client explaining you every single feature of the of the home. Yeah, very good. <clears throat> Tom, when you see this, uh, one of the things that I, I was kind of thinking about was uh, along those same lines of, you know, you never know what's behind the walls. You never know how things are run. How do you balance the 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 problems that you're going to run into without bad mouthing the previous installer, because maybe it, it, you know, a lot of times that relationship can be contentious between the client and their, their previous company, but often en enough, it's not necessarily contentious. They just either, they just bought the house. It, it's new to them or that, that client retired or they stopped doing, doing something. It's not always a big, you know, I hate that guy how do you come in and, and talk about some of the situations that you're going to deal with knowing well, that, you, sorry, go ahead. No, I, that's perfect. I, I mean, I, I think you just have to do it with, you know, white gloves, right? You have to go in there and you have to present your, I, if you guys look at this list. So before I answer your question, I just want to applaud residential systems for putting things like this together. We're, we're in a time where everybody's fighting for jobs and we don't know where the next job is going to come from for a lot of integrators. And so a lot of integrators, they use word of mouth and the next job comes in and the next job comes in. Well, using this is now, 
um, you know, as an integrator, they read this, they look at a way that they can reach out to people, they can start getting different jobs that maybe they didn't job. And now they have a template on how to do that. You know, there's no school to be an integrator. We all kind of just have to teach ourselves or go through um, training from different manufacturers. So um, I, I think this is really cool. And I think what this really makes or breaks it is on that um, number three, or, or excuse me, step number two, which is perform system review and design. And then number four, review the proposal because a really, really good integrator in those review the proposal and the perform the review with the, in the design with them, that's where you're going to be able to really see, I'm going to maybe start with three different tiers of what I can offer them. You can start thinking about pricing and I'm going to throw lighting into this. I'm going to throw, um, you know, the, the wine cellar control into this. I'm going to throw these other things in, into your system or you can keep it bare bones. And then when you actually go through that, you know, review with them and you sit down and you review the proposal, that's your chance to put on your salesman cap and possibly, you know, do a, give them a, a system that they are going to be so excited about. And because you got them so excited about, maybe they're ready to spend a little extra money on it. Um, so, you know, I think this is a really cool piece from residential systems, hands down, but I would say back to your um, original question of, you know, how, how does this play in when um, everybody else has, this isn't always how it is, right? You're, you're not always going to get those new installs. This is a, this is a way that you can go through and um, have a step-by-step -step guide for finding new jobs and finding new jobs that are going to possibly be against somebody else in your industry. And we are all in audio video and we don't want to put any other dealers down. You don't want to put any other installers down. So where I think you take it is always to the technology. Uh, you know, technology was is increasing so quickly year after year in audio video that you can say, hey, you know what, they installed a great job for you. No doubt about it. But, you know, now with the advancements in 4K and HDR and, um, you know, the edited control that you needed for these the systems now and, you know, the bandwidth that they had back then doesn't that's how you, you, so you don't throw them under the bus. You throw, you know, technology increasing under the bus and then you get to now pump up everything about that other install on why it was good, but you know, where you're going to, um, you know, help them so that in four years, they don't have to go through all this again. Um, and then also because everybody is with their systems right now, I think that was such a good thing to, to um, how you brought up going through the system and telling them to actually control it because, Hey, everybody's using their systems and everybody knows what's going wrong with it now. So um, it's a perfect time to go in, you know, fix people's systems. They know their pain points. Now they can bring you right to it and say, I don't like what happens when I do this. So now you can address that specifically. You get to the step four, um, which is review the proposal and then address those very specific, you know, you know, things that they brought up and now you get to present the solutions for whatever your package is. I think this is a really good point. I think integrators need to um, read, be reading these posts on CE Pro and residential systems. They really do, um, they can light a fire under an integrator who during this quarantine time is, it's tough to see where your future is going to be. But if you make your future from different things like this, you kind of get to play your own destiny. So I think it's a really cool piece. And I think there's ways that you, an integrator can go in, do this, um, you know, follow this and find jobs without having to, you know, put anybody under, you know, 
put anybody down that's in industry or maybe has their shop two blocks away from you and maybe you guys could work together in a, on a big install in the future. So, you, you know, you don't, you never want to uh, burn those bridges. Yeah. Very good. All right. And we're going to use that as a tie into our, our next article, which is great because you didn't know it was coming, which I appreciate even more talking about the technology uh, expiring, shall we say, does that work Bruno expiring technology? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. A little bit kind of. All right. Yeah. Uh, Bruno wrote a really good article, which I, I want to touch on for a minute. Smart homes an ecological disaster. So this is on his, uh, his LinkedIn. So go to it, check it out. One of the things and, and kind of the, the key points that you're talking about is how, you know, essentially using the example of a, a smart thermostat, that it's something that you can go in and get <clears throat> on this whole concept of making uh, your life better and saving the environment and all this stuff. But it's going to expire. It's going to go through a, a period where, you know, the new version of Wi-Fi or the new version of Zigbee or Bluetooth or Z-Wave or whatever protocol it's on is going to all of a sudden not be valid, not be worth something. And then you're going to toss that, that device away to get a new one because we do live in this, you know, kind of disposable economy. And, you know, to, to your credit, Bruno, I've always thought about this with televisions because yep. yes, we keep them for a, you know, fairly reasonable time period, but as the cost has come down, they've become even more disposable to where you buy it, it lasts two years, you throw it away and you get a new one. Yeah, we even don't repair it anymore. No, no, it doesn't, it doesn't make, you know, phys not physical, um, fiscal sense to repair most TVs or, or anything like that anymore. Uh, I know we've got two amps from a client that are, that are sitting in my garage right now that we're trying to determine if they're even worth taking to the repair shop to get assessed because they're old they're worth 50 bucks. Do we even, you know, justify the cost to have it looked at knowing that it's a $50 receiver anymore? So Bruno, let me, let me start with you on this one. Is there a difference in, in the case of our industry between disposable tech and, and, and long-term tech in reference to, to kind of the thought process and, and the vein of your article, i.e. we expect the DIY products to be throwaway, but on, you know, I'm kind of glad you brought up Sonos because they've been through a tumultuous time the last couple of weeks uh, with their trade up system, but that's a product that's lasted, you know, in a lot of cases, 10 plus years. That's, that's really good. How do you, how do you balance this between the disposable tech that we expect to be, you know, upgraded and quickly replaced versus, what most integrators are, are hopefully working with. Is there a difference? Of course, there's, there's some tech that you throw away and some tech that you, that, that you, that you keep. I mean, maybe what you want to say is in our, in our industry, there is two, two types of, of a product that uh, a professional installer can, can sell to his customer. Um, products that are coming from uh, industry on the CDI channel, for example, mm -hmm. um, products like Control, Control 4, Crestron, RTI product that are made to last, okay? Those, those company knows exactly that those products are going to be integrated uh, into homes 
um, and um, integrated um, in a home that should last for decades. And in the, in the other side, you have the product, the DIY, that you can buy anywhere in the street for 100 bucks. How, how can you expect that the, the manufacturer will keep those products alive more than two years? You know, so there, there's a big difference here. And I'm glad you talked about Sonos because Sonos, they did all they could to keep those products alive as much as possible. And at a, at a certain point, they reached the point that the hardware of the product was not compatible anymore with the, 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 new, the new software update. Mm -hmm. um, but this will happen for every technology that you have. Everything that you buy, everything that is tech, will inevitably one day reach a point where the software or the hardware is not compatible anymore. And the smart thermostat is one of these products. You buy something for $100 or $200, and you can be sure that it will not last a long time because the Wi-Fi will change, the, the protocol might change, the software might change, the, your, your, your mobile phone, uh, iOS or Android will not be compatible with the, the new app of the, of, the, of, the, of the thermostat. So maybe you will have to change your phone or the thermostat. And this is creating a lot of waste. And that might not be super good for the planet. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Tom, let me, let me come to you as, as a manufacturer. Are we, are we paying enough attention to this or is this something that we as the general consumer who gets outraged over uh, ecological waste is saying, oh my gosh, AV Pro, you're, you're making something that only lasts, not, not that it doesn't last for you know, more than two years, but it might be outdated after two years, which I'm, I'm sure that is the fault of AV Pro, not HDMI advancing at you know, speeds that we don't expect to see. But how do you, how do you balance that? I, I, I always love to think about, I'm a big Mac user and my, my MacBook Pro is, gosh, from 2013 and it's still a beast. But if I were to buy like a cheap off the shelf, you know, Best Buy special, 399 flyer special, PC, it might only last me two years. And I'm okay with that because it was only 399 flyer special. How do we, how do we, you know, look at manufacturers and are we asking too much of, of a lot of manufacturers to make something that is sustainable given the advancements of technology? Yeah, I mean, it's a balancing act that every manufacturer has to pull, especially, you know, AV Pro, we're a really young company. Um, so we take, you know, the plant very seriously. We're looking at all types of ways that we can, you know, reduce our carbon footprint and uh, find ways that we can, you know, not have people throwing away these, this electronic waste. But at the same time, we're living in a world, especially um, in our industry, which is going to be, uh, you know, uh, people that have a little bit of money and they are going to want the best. And so I think the key about that is going to be that, hey, if you're um, installing a bunch of t new TVs and you're installing, a, you're an integrator and somebody comes, you know, you just hung all those TVs 
18 months ago and they say, no, I got the new ones coming in, hang some more for me. You know, take those panels, pass them on, give them on to the, you know, local places in your area that's going to benefit from it. You know, after school programs, different things like that. That's a way for you as a dealer, as an integrator to start attaching your name into the industry saying, hey, you know, we sponsored by delivering 20 four-year-old TVs to the local whatever you know, sports complex. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that integrators can think outside the box of taking that old tech and then passing it on to their different places in their community. Now, as a manufacturer, we are looking into these things. You know, it's, we have, you know, we're trying to figure out different ways that we can, you know, have a, a, ma a matrix switcher that can have insert cards that possibly has a 48 gig backplane so that you can, you know, we're at this, 4k as we jump to 8k and 10k you can not have to take out the entire um, system maybe just replace some different systems that are going to allow um, different things like that you know av pros and video distribution so that's why i, I speak that um, example but you know that's something that we all have to be looking forward to and, and as young companies like av pro keep on trying to push the market and and, and build our audience. We're taking that kind of thing more serious than a lot of other companies. And then you have young integrators that are paying attention to that. And then they become customers for life because looking at our, our practices. So you think that same way with dealers and customers as well. Uh, it goes the same path where if you show your customers that you're taking that extra step, you're doing things for your community, that word of mouth business is going to pass around a lot quicker. So it's up to the integrator, the manufacturer, the designer, the consultant, all of us to you know, play both sides of that balancing act. Know that we need to put new products into our customers' um, installations. We need to give our customers what they want, but know that there's an entire world around us that is not touched by professional audio video distribution or lighting control or whole home control or smart home or even, you know, any, any of those things. They're so far removed from that. They would have no idea. They, it would never be in there minds to have that well those are those are ways that you can maybe pass some of that older technology onto different places around you and and then you know everybody's happy benefit the world you know maybe get more jobs for uh, your business and then also build yourself a reputation that's going to be uh, a good one I, I love that example because i know in in my own company that's something that we do uh, we have a we have a full recycling program where if we are upgrading a client we will recycle their gear at no cost to them uh, if it's something that can be refurbished and passed on and, and donated to a local charity or, or group in, in any way, shape or form, we do that. If, you know, the, the last resort is to take it to a recycling center to, you know, hopefully be broken down. Bob, let's, let's, let's wrap up with you. Is this something that, you know, to Tom's point, we expect the manufacturers to be thinking of this and we know that to some degree they, they maybe are and maybe they're not. But as the frontline technology people that most of our clients know, is it up to us as, as integrators to, to kind of take this flag and, and wave this flag and, and promote not only the new technology, but ways in which we can, we can make sure that, you know, at the bare minimum, those panels don't end up in a landfill or, or those, you know, that, that, that Alexa, you know, smart speaker doesn't just get tossed out with the garbage. Integrate is, should be looking for ways to uh, be responsible locally, you know, whether it be um, uh, contributing to um, 
um, recycling programs in the local communities, maybe taking in old products, reselling them, um, whatever they can do. I don't think integrators can rely upon the manufacturers to do that for them. Um, on top of it, integrators probably ought to be aware of the different programs available in their communities. So if a client does ask, they can respond with a sensible answer. Um, I don't think anybody overall has the answer for all of this. It's still an evolving process, but um, you know, I do think that manufacturers are working towards more biodegradable products, but it, it's gonna take some time. And so all we can try to do is recycle and reuse as best we can. Very good. All right, gentlemen, let's wrap it with that. Thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, Tom, if people want to connect with you, learn more about AV Pro Edge, how can they do that? Yeah, head on over to www.avproedge.com. Um, you know, you'd be able to find all, our, all of our products. We have a really cool training schedule with some different um, industry people, Anthony Gramani and um, Eric Bodley and some different people around the industry that you may want to get a hold of. So I go to avproedge.com. You can find all of our social media links and our tra full training schedule. And of course, Matt, thanks for having me on today. Of course. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Mr. Archer, thank you so much for joining us as well. If people want to connect with you, learn more about CE Pro or Emerald Expositions, where can they do that? They can go to cepro.com. They can go to emeraldx.com, I believe. Or if you want to find me on Twitter, I think my Twitter handle is Bob under, uh, Bob Ansher underscore 2010. I'm, I'm not certain put, on that, but I'm going to put your Twitter bio in my 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 show notes because you never remember. It. No, and I always forget to look it up too. Uh, I'm getting old. I can't. Oh, that's awesome. Mr. Napoli, thank you so much for joining us and staying up super late to do so. Uh, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Blue Light Concept, where can they do that? And read more oh, they, of your articles too. Yeah, thank you. They can find me on LinkedIn. Just Bruno Napoli on LinkedIn. You'll find me. Excellent. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, for myself, if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please stop by avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week.